Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I am your host, Crystal O'Keefe. And today I am joined by MetPro coach Ryan McMullen. And we are discussing how to prepare for any family barbecue, maybe even for Memorial Day. So thank you so much for joining me today, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I like the social event podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) I know I can always count on you whenever I ask for a topic. I'm like, all right, we got food and drinks. So bring Ryan out. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. I'm the food and drinks. (laughs) So how do we get started choosing a menu for a family barbecue? Where do you even start with that? It's very overwhelming. Yeah. So whole ingredients are where you start. So rather than things that are mashed, thrown together, and you have like one big mash of a lot of different things going on, that's really where you get into trouble. So whole ingredients, fruit, even bread can be okay, right? If you have carbs in your diet, like people think bread is bad, right? And we can go into a completely different conversation on why it's bad sometimes, especially depending on what you have the allotment for carb-wise. But those more whole bulk ingredients are what you want to focus on. So whole proteins, whole carbs, whole veggies, and whole fats. And keeping yourself away from the mashed stuff, the mashed potatoes, the dips, the sauces, that's kind of where you get into trouble when it comes to the barbecues and cooking and things like that. Okay. So Ryan, how about our recipe page that we have out on the MetPro Academy recipe page? Is there maybe some options that we could use to kind of get started for that menu for the family barbecue? Yeah, absolutely. So in the recipes, you can actually command find like on any computer or control find and just search barbecue. And that's one of my favorite things to do with our recipes page. You can do that with crock pot. If you want to cook in a crock pot, you can do that with a bunch of different keywords that way you're not aimlessly scrolling through this, or at least that's how I find recipes. And then the second piece for me to this is not necessarily, I mean, great, follow these recipes to a T if they look good, it's something you like, but using them more as a reference and maybe deciding to switch your veggie options or no, I don't want that protein. I want this one instead. Those are kind of the things that I would advise people do when looking at a recipes page is, you know, search keywords first. And then the second is use them as a guide and as a reference and not necessarily like following them to cross the T's and dot the I's. Like it doesn't need to be dead on. So some recipes in there that I really like, especially for barbecue. And if you search barbecue, you will find this, but There's steak and veggie skewers. There's a barbecue pork recipe. There's a cheeseburger salad recipe. And those are great because you can apply those to what your family or your friends are doing or the social gathering and kind of make your own way through wherever you're at. So maybe let's take one and let's talk about how we could mix it up. What's your favorite off the list that you have there? So I'll go with the cheeseburger salad recipe. Okay. Because... This is a way that I like to do my burgers and keep them relatively like low carb. Or even if you have carbs in your diet, like you're planning for them, you can have them from another source by doing this. So the cheeseburger salad is great. It's going to be great source of proteins, fats, lots of veggies going on in there. And it's simple because the burgers are already being cooked. They're ready to go. They're there. I personally like tweaking that. And rather than a salad, I really like making that into lettuce wraps. Oh, You can use butter lettuce or romaine lettuce. Romaine is great because it's going to have that crunch texture to it. It's got a great base for what to put your burger on. And then you can load that thing up with veggies. You can go tomatoes, onions, mushrooms, 
There's so many things that you can stack on there and make multiple burgers. Even if everyone is eating like your general run of the mill buns and you know, their onion buns or white bread buns, whatever they're eating, you can still have that burger feel good about it, but it's going to be a lot lower dense in carbs. And it's just, it's still an enjoyable experience. I think at the top of all of the MetPro recipes, they always say like, here's kind of your breakdown. You get this many servings of carbs, this many servings of fats, that kind of thing. In this particular case, what are we looking at if we use the recipe as is? So if you follow the recipe to a T, you're getting two servings of protein, a serving of veggie carbs, and one serving of fat. All right. Now, if we were to switch it up and use those lettuce wraps that you suggested, for the person like who is new to this kind of thought process, what are we switching out? Are we adding in a veggie carb? Is it the same because it's lettuce? So help us out with that. Good question. That's where using the app can be rather beneficial, right? And if you're not using the app, just identifying where something I talk with my clients about a lot, and this helps them for future when they're not with MetPro or how to just eat generally healthy is start identifying ingredients and where they're probably being applied to. When you look at a cheese, for instance, you know it's going to have an element of protein and an element of fat. And there's going to be varying degrees of how little or how much you're having. I want my clients to know like, hey, there's a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat in there. That way, if they can't use their app or they're not with us as clients or someone's not following MetPro necessarily, but they want to eat generally healthy, they're able to start at least looking at things and identifying what they contain. If we're taking this recipe and modifying it, what I do as a coach is looking at that and saying, okay, Our protein and our fat is all coming from the patty, the ground beef, your cheddar cheese, and the avocado that is in that recipe. So you know if you can identify those ingredients and pull one or two of those things out, right? Maybe you're not doing cheese. Okay, well, then we're going to have to add some avocado or add a little bit more of that beef patty to meet your protein requirements. Okay, that makes sense. And you could just use your app, right? You could say, my hamburger patty is going to be, let's say, three ounces. And then you already know that's a serving. So then you could add in your protein. This is going to be that you could, if you're taking out the cheese and you say, okay, well, now I need to add this fourth ounce of hamburger patty and you could build that in your app, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you eliminated and you're building this in your app, you eliminated the cheese, you're going to notice, hey, your protein requirement elevates. You need an additional half a serving of protein or serving to come from that protein. So you're going to know how many ounces of beef that you end up needing. Okay, that's great. So then let's say you decide, okay, I'm going to have these cheeseburger salad, but you have several people coming to your barbecue that are not into the hamburger salad. They want to have a traditional old fashioned bun. What do you do? Do you just provide the buns and people have it as an option? How do you handle that? Well, there's a few ways to handle that. Number one, I would probably recommend if you're the host, gathering that information first. You don't want people coming to your house and you providing something and they're like, where's the actual burger buns, right? (laughs) You probably want to gather the information, at least when I'm hosting events at my house, we ask, right? Do you like this? Does this sound good? Is there something else we can do? So getting that information, obviously, if you're going somewhere, they're going to provide whatever they're providing. And then you're kind of picking and choosing from that. So get some intel on who's coming to your home and why. 
And yeah, if people are looking for your generic like Memorial Day food, you know, burgers, hot dogs, like your typical stuff, then yeah, provide it, buy it. But that's where the willpower is going to come in to not eat it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> your own meal and making it serve your goals, whether that's muscle gain or fat loss, making sure that that meal is something that's going to attribute to your goals and not pull them away. And then are there other things that you could suggest to add to this cheeseburger salad or if they're doing with lettuce wraps to kind of round it out? Because typically when you think barbecue, you don't just think one menu item. So what else can we add to it that people are going to still feel good about? Yeah. So there's free foods are the best. And we also have actually brings to call some of the like dips. There is a fruit and or sorry, not fruit, but veggie and fruit dips that you can make that have Greek yogurt. So those can be great side items or appetizer items that are a little bit healthier. And all veggies are free food. You cannot eat too much broccoli. You can't eat too much zucchini. You can't eat too much celery. All of those foods are so simple to have as appetizers. So veggie platters with a good quality dip that's healthy, not store-bought, but something you made. Those are great options to have. In addition is if you have some carbs allotment in your diet, right? You're having a Memorial Day lunch or a Memorial Day dinner, barbecue. If you have carbs, that's another great side item. It doesn't need to be worked into the meal itself. We think too often like, oh, I have carbs. I get to have the burger with the bun. You don't need to. It's a great way to expand your plate a little bit more. Have the burger salad, right? Or the lettuce wrap burger. And then for an appetizer, sure, have your Greek yogurt style dip with a bunch of veggies. And then if you have carbs in the diet, great. Have a side of fruit. Who doesn't love like a good side of watermelon with a good meal and Memorial Day, cantaloupe, honeydew, right? There's so many great options for that that you can add in to make your plate feel a little bit more full. Oh, I like that. I mean, this sounds like a great meal. So we've got cheeseburger in there in a lettuce wrap or there in the salad. And then we've got on the side, we have vegetables and we have a dip and then we also have fruits. Is there anything else that you personally would use to kind of round this out? Or do you feel like this is a good meal? Good with us. That's really it. And then, like I said, just staying away from the thrown together where there's multiple ingredients in one potato salad. Greatest example. Don't get me wrong. Who doesn't love potato salad? Who doesn't? (laughs) Who doesn't, right? But you're dealing with so many nutrients packed into a single bite that the smallest amount, I mean, you're going to have really, really high carbs, really high fat. If there's cheese in it or anything else, you're also dealing with more fats, more proteins, and that can just kind of offset your progress. So sticking with those whole ingredients. So for me, barbecue, I'm sticking with fruits. I'm sticking with veggies and I'm sticking with proteins. Okay. What about apple salad? Asking for a friend. Apple salad. (laughs) (laughs) Depends what's in it, I guess. Okay. (laughs) That would be my response is it depends, right? (laughs) Of course it would. (laughs) I want us all to get t-shirts that say MetPro, it depends. (laughs) It depends. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that could be great, right? It depends what goes in it. Can you make it healthy? Absolutely, right? Yeah. Apple salad. Again, if you have carbs in your diet, that's a great side of fruit where we get into the bad spaces are what sauces go in them. Yeah, it's usually what, it's mayo if my mom makes it. <laughs> what else goes into the apple salad? That's kind of the key. So 
if you're hosting, that's another great way though, too, to both prep something for who you're having over, but also set aside something that's a little bit healthier for you. Oh yeah. That's a great way to do it. So you can kind of mix and match, not just for you, but also for your guests. You have kind of your options, but you also have options that are for people who aren't necessarily going to be eating in a healthy manner, but they, you still want them to enjoy themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So separating out, make that apple salad, separate out half of it that you're not throwing in the mayo with or any of the other processed fats or sugars, right? You can separate out half and make a little bit healthier options so that you can still have something similar, but it's not the same as what everyone else might be having. Okay. That's great. I love that. Now, is there anything else that people should take into consideration as they're putting together their preparations for their big family barbecue? Two things. Yes. Number one is don't snack while you're making food. <gasps> okay. That's tricky though. <laughs> Super, tricky. Super tricky. I actually just got reminded of this by a client this last week is during all this food prep, I found out that they're like, taking little bites out of things here and there as they're prepping their food, which it doesn't feel like a lot at the time. Maybe you have a small bite of this, a small bite of this, but if you put it all together, that's where things can get dangerous. And we can see some major weight swings and hanging on to food. So not snacking while you're making it. And then I think I've said it in another podcast before, but I will say it again. Don't change anything leading up into the meal that day. Follow you your plan. Follow your plan. Where people get into really big trouble is they think like, oh, I think this meal is going to be off plan. I think it's going to be more. I think I'm going to have more food, more calories. So they think intuitively it would make sense to us. We would think like, oh, I'll just not have my snack and my lunch leading up into that. That way I can consume a little bit more for dinner. It's the worst thing you can do. And that's because you're going to go into it hungrier, right? If you don't eat your snack and you might be throwing off your blood sugar, you might be making yourself really hungry if you skip your snacks and then you might eat more, right? Yeah. There's two factors there. One, empty stomach and two, low blood sugar, right? And that's what we're trying to avoid is the empty stomach alone can make you eat more. We feel better when our stomach is full. And there's so many different ways we can do that via water, right? I encourage my clients all the time. They say, ah, I'm hungry on this phase. Like, are you really, or did you not drink water? Right. Yeah. And we can just fill up the stomach with content. So if you skip those meals, right, going into that meal, the stomach is going to be a little bit empty and there's going to be more space to fit more in there, which means more compounded nutrients all happening at one time. And that's actually not as bad as going into something with low blood sugar. Because if you skip lunch and snack or just your snack, for instance, that blood sugar is going to drop a little bit. Your body freaks out slightly. Those hunger pangs start to kick in, maybe a little bit of irritability. And that's when the body really craves those quick, simple carbohydrates, the simple sugars, so that we can bring that blood sugar back up. So you'll end up eating more. You'll be more likely to eat the treats, the processed stuff, the things that are going to get into your system really, really fast and elevate that blood sugar back up. Yeah, the willpower goes out the window, basically. Yep. There is no willpower when someone hits hangry. <laughs> that is so true. You're going you're gonna to make bad decisions. You're just going to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right. a fact. Okay, that was a really, really good reminder. Anything else we need to make sure people know as they make their preparations? 
Food wise, no, but we can touch on alcohol if you'd like. (laughs) Yeah, that's a tricky one, too, especially when you talk summer and barbecue. And it's been like two years before since we've been able to really let go with our family and our friends. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that myself. (laughs) Yeah, so obviously I'll keep my recommendations pretty much the same, but I do get the life balance part, right? Right. Who doesn't love a great, if you drink, of course, right? Who doesn't like a good cold beer Mm. on a hot day, Memorial Day, you're outside, maybe by the pool, you're barbecuing. I'm painting a nice picture here, I'm sure. I am at the pool in my mind. (laughs) So, So who doesn't like that stuff? So beer aside for a second, you're much better off with clear liquors, right? Vodka, gin, tequila, things that you can mix with citrus and herbs and spices, soda water, right? Like you can put those over ice. Those are still a great summer drink if you're going to have alcohol. If the beer seems like it needs to happen, right? If you're in a group of people, you know it's going to happen, peer pressure or just that's what you want. I'm actually glad to see the space expanding a little bit in terms of beer. There are so many options these days for light beers that they taste pretty good. This is coming from a guy that likes beer. I do. I enjoy a beer from time to time. And ask me 10 years ago, those light beers just, they didn't quite do the trick. They were just not quite there yet. But now there's so many different light beers. One of my favorites that I tell my clients about is Corona Premier. I feel like they should sponsor us after this. Corona Premier, like that's one example of a beer that literally markets right on it. 2.4 grams of carbs. Okay. Very low. Very, very low. I think they're like 89 or 90 calories for a beer. Yes. If you have 10 of them, that's a different story, right? We still need to deal with all of the calories from that. But one or two of those is going to be much less of an effect as a heavier beer, something like an IPA or a pale ale, something that's going to have 20, 25 grams of carbs per beer. So there are, look for those other options. And that's what I tell my clients. Like if you're going to have the beer, look for those lower calorie, lower dense items because they exist now and they're good. Yeah. And if you don't mind, if I make a recommendation as well, it's a non-alcoholic beer. In other words, it's not really a beer, but it kind of gives that same feel of a beer. And that's, I really enjoy hop water like a lot. (laughs) It's not beer, but it has adaptogens in it and you kind of get this like relaxed feel, (laughs) but it's without the alcohol and it doesn't have any calories and it doesn't have any carbs. So maybe that might be an option for some people. That could be an option. And that one just came on my radar. I think you brought it up, actually. Somebody Uh, else brought it up, but I had tried it and I really like it. (laughs) I couldn't remember which coach brought it up, but I do remember it. I haven't tried it myself yet, but that's exactly what I mean by I'm excited about the space that the industry is right now for concern with people's health and knowing that people have concerns for their health because there's so many more options like hop water, no calories, tastes like that hoppy flavor you're going to get from a good beer, but it's going to have no effect or negative effect on your progress or what you're trying to achieve. 
Yes, it's great to have options. It really is. And I think for people that are just craving that like sensation, that picture you painted while ago, it can be that thirst can be quenched in many ways. So be open minded, try new things. Just because it's something you've always done doesn't mean that you can't mix things up and try out some new things. So that's awesome. Lots of great ideas, Ryan. Thank you so much. Too many of them. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, that is all for this week. You can find all the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review. That lets other people know what to expect. You can also learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I will be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key. Mm-hmm.